I want to ask a question, all right? And I want you guys to think about it, okay? All right? What, you could have any gift, Carly, any gift, what gift would you want? Okay, so think about it. Oh, Aaron's already, that mind's already working on Aaron Moss up here. Uh, Grandma, you're in trouble. I can already tell. What gift would you want? Now, while you're thinking about that, I want you to look right up here on the screen because this was one of my favorite gifts that I ever got for Christmas. This ancient piece of technology was the Atari 7800, and it was a gem. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, it was, you know, we didn't have all these handheld things you had. You, you didn't, you didn't, we didn't even have cell phones. There was no such thing as a cell phone, so there was no getting on a cell phone and playing games. Didn't have all that. And when my dad uh, and mom for Christmas gave uh, me and my brother, and I guess my sister too is in on that, the Atari 7800, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Here's the thing about the Atari 7800. Look at the next screen. Look at this. The Atari 7800 was an upgrade from the, the game system on the left, which was the Atari 2600. Now, you can tell that that Atari 2600 is really ancient because it has that look of everything from the 70s and 80s, that fake wood vinyl is on there. Now, you guys can ask some of our uh, builders, Mr. Jim, Mr. Anthony, why, why did everybody in the 70s and 80s want wood vinyl on everything? I don't know. But the 2600, the 7800 was an upgrade. And the 7800 was so much better. It was so much better system. The, everything was better about it. But, but, something horrible happened the next year. The next year, the Nintendo came out. Exactly. The Nintendo came out. And listen, the, how do I describe this? When the Nintendo came out to the gaming world, the Atari 7800 uh, was Do you know what the Pony Express is? Do you know what that was? The Pony, before they had telephones, the way you would get news from one side of the country to the other is that there would be guys on horses and say one of them would ride across one state and he would give his package of mail to the next rider and he would ride across the next state. And they did that all the way across the United States. It would take days to get the mail across the United States. Days. Days. But then the telephone came. And with the telephone, you could, you could call somebody up and get information to them right now. The Nintendo was so much better than the Atari 7800 in technology, it was like going from the Pony Express to having a telephone. Now, I don't know if you all know my mom and dad very well, but if you think my mom and dad cared that the technology had upgraded and the next Christmas they were going to get me a new game system, you'd be wrong. I had Atari 7800 all through junior high, all through high school. And if I wanted to play the Nintendo, there was no reason for them to buy me one because the neighbor right down the street, Lance Little, had one. I could just go play with him, right? Now, not everybody celebrates Christmas uh, with gifts, and that's okay. So if you don't, that's okay. But I want you to just think for a minute. If you could have one gift, if you could have one gift this Christmas, what would it be, all right? And I want you to speak up really loud. So come right up here, Hunter. Look right here at him and just tell him. One gift. This, hey, this is your chance for mom and dad to find out. So come on. All right. Just one thing. What would it be? Maybe a new device.
bike. A new bike. Hear that? New bike. All right, hop up, Aaron. Real loud now. Aaron, look right. Look at Grandma with really sad eyes. Let her see you back there, okay? One gift. What would it be? Nintendo Switch XM. Oh, the newer Nintendo. Good move, Aaron. All right, Maddie, look right back there. Uh-oh, Grandma, you're getting it twice. What would you get? A Barbie and the Dreamhouse set. Oh, a Barbie and a Dreamhouse. Classic. All right, Ethan, you better look at Grandma and Grandpa because Mom and Dad are not getting it for you, bud. What do you want? A lot of football cards. A lot of football cards. All right, good. Trey, come on up, Trey. <laughs> the kids want to know, what, is Trey, what does Trey want for Christmas? Oh, he failed. Wow, wow, wow. All right, look right here. Come up here. What do you want? What do you want for Christmas? Turn around now. Look at there you go. What do you want? Uh, you better hurry. The gift of giving. The gift of giving. Like you want to give to others or you want them to give to you? You want to give to others. Can we say amen? What's he in trouble for? What did he do? All right. Come on up. Come on up, Owen. Come on. Come on. All right. Well, if you get a gift this Christmas, what, what gift would you look right here? What would you want? Xbox Live. Xbox Live. All right. Okay. All right. Carly, come on up. Come on up. All right. Turn around there, Carly. If you get any gift, what would it be? Electric scooter. Electric scooter. Can you guys give them a round of applause? They did great. All right. Now, here's the thing, though. Let me tell you what a lot of people do at Christmas that they should not do. And we as believers do not need to get in this trap. What we do is sometimes we see what everybody else is getting other people for Christmas and we start feeling guilty. And, there are, and unfortunately, guys, and don't do this, do not ever feel pressured to do this. Uh, the book of Proverbs has a lot of wisdom about not going in debt and gives a lot of warning about not going in debt because when you do that, you become a slave. And, and there are a few things in life that you may have to uh, purchase uh, with some debt, maybe a house, maybe an automobile, those kind of things. But a lot of people make a lot of foolish decisions. They buy and purchase things that they don't really need, don't have to have, and they go in debt. And that happens at Christmas, and that is really sad that people do that, right? And one reason people do that is because they feel like, well, I really love this person, and I need to the best thing ever. And so, I, you know, I, I guess this is, I just got to go in debt to do that. And, 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 and we, don't, we don't need to do that. We don't need to do that. But, the, but there is truth to this. We do assign value to people. Uh, there are people that are closer to us than others, and they tend to be the people that get the better gift. Like, listen, I love you guys. I really do. You all are awesome to pastor. And when we were up here singing, and I was looking at the little kids as they walked out, and the, and the kids over there, and then you guys thinking, man, our church is really blessed to have these kids. If you love these kids, say amen. We're really, really blessed. But, guys, can I break the news to you? Aaron, I'm really sorry, okay? I know we're neighbors. I know we live by each other, but I didn't get you anything for Christmas. Yeah. Did you get me anything? No. Why not? You know why I didn't get you anything? Why did you get anything? Because we're not family. We're not fa Exactly. We're not family. Now, do you think I got Ethan and Owen something? I did, right? Exactly. Because we're family. That's why. That's why your mom will get you something, but I can promise you. The only thing Misty's going to give me is a lump of coal, okay? That's all I'm going to get from her. We give gifts. We give gifts to people that we love, that we appreciate, and that we care about, right? We give them, we give them to people. Now, most of you in the audience today, 
all you're going to get from me is a Christmas card. That's probably all you're going to get. And by the way, if you did not fill out the information for the church directory and you do not get a Christmas card, it is your fault. Shame, shame, shame. All right? That's probably all you're going to get. You're going to get a Christmas card. Why? Well, my boys, my wife, it's a little more important uh, because they're family. doesn't mean I don't love other people. I mean, I love you guys. But they just are in a different situation. Now, you guys told me what you, what you thought uh, a gift was worth. You know, sometimes when people give, give me gifts, this is usually when I get them. If I have to preach a funeral or a wedding, most of the time, probably 90% of the time, people will give a gift. They don't have to. People ask me, they say, how much should I give? How much should I give for doing a funeral or doing a wedding? And, you know, I usually tell them, say, my church pays, us really, pays me really good. You don't have to give me anything. Most people do. But do you know nobody's ever given me a dollar? Did you know that, Hunter? Nobody. It's, it's always more than a dollar. It's always more than a dollar because the people that you're doing it for usually have more than that. Nobody's ever given me just a dollar. And I've always thought, if anybody ever just gives me a dollar, I'm probably in big, big trouble. All right? You think that's funny, Owen? You'd be in big, big trouble, too. You're my kid. You know that? People, why do they, why do they not just give a dollar? Why, why don't you do a wedding or a funeral? or Why, why do they give more? They, they give more because they want to show, hey, I really, really appreciate this. And so I really, really want to do something nice, if they're able to, for you doing it. So I want to I ask you. Now, if I ever just got a dollar, I'd know, man, they don't think much of me, probably. They think I'm not, not worth much. Let me ask you a couple more questions, all right? Look right, up here on the, look right up here on this screen. Now, that first gift up there. Now, I'd love for Laura to get me a classic Camaro. Ethan, do you think there's going to be a classic Camaro at the house this week for me? No, you don't. Wise boy. But let's just take a guess. Classic Camaro. And, and just go quick. First number comes in your mind, all right? Classic Camaro. How much do you think that's worth? Don't know. How much think? Just guess. How much? 25 bucks. 25 bucks. All right. Okay. How much do you think? 200. 200. There we go. All right. What do you think? 2,000. 2,000. All right. 2,000. You know what, guys? It's worth way more than that. It is. It's worth, a, if it's in good shape, a lot more. Let's play the house game, right? You live, I've been to your house. You even have a swimming pool at your, at your place. Yeah. All right. Now, let me ask you a question. Look at that house, you three. You three, look at that house. How much do you think that house is worth? If you were going to give your grandparents a new house for Christmas, and it was that one right there, how much money do you think you would need? About uh, over 100000 maybe over 50000 Okay, okay. That's your, your, I mean, it's probably more than that, but you're headed the right direction. Okay, how much do you think? Um, since it's brand new, I would think it's more than $1,000. More than 1000 more than a thousand. Agree with that. What do you think, Carly? Four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars. All right. Things are expensive. They're expensive gifts. In fact, to be honest, a house like that in Cookville, I bet you two hundred and fifty, three hundred thousand dollars. You believe that? I, I bet you it probably, probably at least two fifty. Probably at least brand new things are expensive and things that are really important like a house or a car they cost even more because those gifts are so important to us let me ask you one more question 
how much do you think a baby is worth? Well, if you, I mean, just, if, if you just had to guess, how much do you think a baby is worth? Don't answer that. Just think about it. We're going to come back to that at the end of our message. How much is a baby worth? You've got your Bible. Go to Matthew chapter 2. All right? You guys got some, some of you have your Bibles there? You can share. We're just going to read three verses. Matthew chapter 2, verses 9, 10, and 11. How much is a baby, especially if that baby is the Son of God, how much, how much is the Son of God worth? How much? Matthew chapter 2, verses 9, 10, and 11. Now this is, you guys know about the wise men. We talked about them last week and here. The wise men, they travel from far away. They came looking for Jesus and they came to give him gifts. They came to celebrate this child that had been born that was going to be king. And they brought him gifts. And let's look, let's look this morning at the gifts they brought him. Matthew chapter 2, verse 9. When they, the wise men, had heard the king, the king Herod, he was the ruler in charge of the country, they went to him first. When they heard from him, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. So they followed a star all the way to the child Jesus. While they saw the star, they rejoiced. And not just any rejoicing, uh, even greater probably than the rejoicing when you get a Christmas present. You're going you're gonna to rejoice, you're going to be glad. Well, when they saw the star, they rejoiced, and it was exceeding great joy. They were really, really excited. Then look at verse 11. What did, they, what did they give this child king? When they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, they fell down and worshipped him. They, they, they bowed down. He's a king and they know it. So they bowed down and worshipped him. And here we go. Here are the three gifts that they gave him. They gave him gold. Would you guys say that? Everybody say gold. They gave him frankincense. And they gave him myrrh. They gave him gold and frankincense and myrrh. When they came in the house. They saw the young child. They saw Jesus with Mary, his mother. Fell down and worshipped him, and they opened their treasures. They gave him these treasures, these gifts. They presented unto him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, why did they give that? You guys ever wondered that? Why did they give gold, frankincense, and myrrh? Why did they give uh, those, those gifts? You want a Nintendo so you can play your video games. You want a Barbie and a dollhouse so you can so you can. Uh, play with them. You want to give the gift of giving so you can be a blessing to other people. Why did the magi, why did the wise men give gold, frankincense, and myrrh? They gave gold because gold has been the standard of commerce uh, for ages. For ages and ages and ages. As much as the world changes, we've gone from the, the Pony Express to cell phones that we carry around in our pocket. As much as things change, one thing that stayed pretty constant is the worth of gold. And so they brought Jesus gold because that's how you trade. That's how you make money. That's an expensive metal. Gold is probably, well, they had that phrase, the gold standard. You know what the gold standard means? 
means the best of the best. So they brought a gift of gold. What about frankincense? Why did they bring frankincense? Frankincense is more of a symbolic gift. It has symbolic value. It's valued more by what it represents. Uh, my boys don't have a lot of jerseys, but they have some. They have a, a Larry Bird Boston Celtic jersey that Ethan has, and Owen has a Michael Jordan Chicago Bull jersey that he has. And why are those worth things? Why, why, uh, why do they cost money? Why are they important to them? Because of what they represent. They represent great players and great teams. Well, frankincense uh, is sort of what you might call a spiritual gift. Frankincense was used by people in the ancient Near East. It was used by them to burn, and as it burned, it would, it would let off a sweet-smelling aroma. And so when people would pray in the ancient Eastern world, Near Eastern world, when they would pray, they would, they would burn this incense, and it would, it would bring a smell and a smoke up. And what people, as they prayed, that would be a, a visual help to think about that, that just as that frankincense, the smell, the aroma would fill their, their nostrils and it would smell good and it would bring a smile to their face. They would burn it when they would pray and they would imagine, anticipate, ask, hope that as their prayers went to God that it would, that it would please Him just as that smell pleased their senses that their prayers would please God and be accepted by God. So frankincense is a gift of prayer. We might call it a spiritual gift. What about myrrh? What about myrrh? Well, look at myrrh. Myrrh, myrrh is a little bit different. Uh, will you go ahead and show them that up there? Look at, look at myrrh up here on the screen. Myrrh, you would take it and you would turn it into an oil. You would turn it into an oil. And it was a medicine oil. It was like a, a, a medicine oil that you, would, that, you would, that you would use to help others. Very valuable. Very, very valuable gift. Uh, if you needed healing, if you needed healing, you would, you would take this oil, this myrrh, and it was a, a healing oil. You might even, uh, uh, it might even be something you could use on the deceased if you chose to, to put that oil on them. You know why they gave that gift? You know why they gave myrrh? Many people believe that the gift of myrrh was given for two reasons. One is a symbol that Jesus would be the healing oil for the nations. That the pain, the hurt, the sin that is engulfed and, and just wrapped our world up, that Jesus would be a healing oil, that He Himself would be the great myrrh that would come and that would heal this world. If Jesus is a healing oil to you in your life, say amen. Another reason they gave myrrh was to show that he himself would be broken, that he would be in need of this, that he would give his life. That he himself, he himself would be the scar for our sin. But you know there's another person that gave expensive uh, perfume, oil type thing to Jesus. Her name was Mary Magdalene. Can you guys say that? Say Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene, when this little baby grew up, one day this lady came to him with lots of other people around. It wasn't like a little private gift like at Christmas time when you're just with your family. There were other people gathered around and this woman came and she had this very expensive perfume worth in our economy would be worth thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars. 
And she took this perfume and she did not just take a little dab of this expensive perfume and put a little dab on Jesus. She didn't put a little dab. She took this expensive perfume in front of all these people. She took it and she poured it all out upon him. You know why she did that? There are a couple of reasons. One reason she poured all of that expensive perfume out on Jesus was to show everybody what he was worth. What the love of Jesus was worth. So guys, let me, a- let me ask you a question. Why all these great gifts from the wise men? Why did Mary? Why at Christmas time when we give gifts and in the Christian tradition we think about the wise men and the gifts that they give, gave? We think about the other gifts, gifts like Mary Magdalene that she gave. Why did they give these great gifts to Jesus? And guys, look right here. Look at me. Look at me been so good look right here the reason they all gave these expensive gifts to Jesus is because Jesus was the greatest gift that they had ever received ever did you know as great as the Nintendo is as great as the Barbie is as great as a new house or a new car would be there is no gift in this world that you could ever receive that will ever be greater than Jesus do you know this room is filled with people Filled with people that have accepted, embraced, received the gift of Jesus. Listen to this. Now, you know these people. Many of them teach you, love you, help you. They're people that you can trust and look to. Listen to this right here. I want, you, I want each of you to let children listen very carefully. If Jesus is the greatest gift you've ever been given, say amen. Did you hear that? That is the greatest gift. There's all kinds of different people. There's old people, there's young people, there's men, there's women in this room. But did you hear that? The greatest gift they've ever received, greater than any Christmas gift that mom and dad ever gave them, was the gift of Jesus. Now think about God. God is the greatest gift giver there's ever been. Well, he created the universe. He gave the gift of the universe itself. The stars that you see, the sun, the moon, God gave that. To Adam, he gave the gift of Eve. When Adam was all alone in the garden, God gave him the gift of Eve, a companion for life. God gave Noah an ark full of animals. He gave Moses the ability to use his lips to confront the mighty Pharaoh. God has given families the gift of child. He's given you all, moms and dads, grandparents, uncles and aunts, people that love you. God loves to give gifts. But may we remember, may we pronounce to the world, and may we do it joyfully that the greatest gift that Father God has ever given any of us is Jesus Christ, the Savior and Messiah of the world. Now, why do you need a Nintendo? So you can play your games. Why do you need a Barbie house? So you Barbie can have a place to sleep and a place to to, to play. Why do you need a car so you can have transportation and get from one place to the next? Why do you need Jesus? Think about that for a minute. Why? Why do you need Jesus? Why do you? Why do you? Why do you and you? Why do you? Why do you? Why do we need Jesus? And the truth is, Jesus is what we need most. Because Jesus is the only one, the only sinless one, the only one who never 
committed a sin, the only one who never did wrong. Jesus is the only one that can make you right with God. Guys, can I listen? Forget everybody else in here for a minute. Have you ever lied? Have you ever been ugly in class? Have you ever disobeyed Mr. Trey and Mr. Aaron and your parents, your grandparents? Or yeah, you're all kind of shaking your head yes. And the fact is, guys, God doesn't want you to do that. But can I be honest with you? The older you get, the struggle may change a little bit. The temptation may change a little bit. But the truth is, the old devil, he still finds ways to trip us up. And he does that because he doesn't want you to be close with God. He doesn't want you to know God. He doesn't want you to love God. He doesn't want you to receive the gift of Jesus. He doesn't want you to be focused on that. And so we need Jesus because Jesus is the one who can make us right with God. So what do you give Jesus? The only one that can make you right with God. What do you give him? See, the wise men gave gold, frankincense, and myrrh was because that's the best they had to give. They bowed down to show, I'm giving myself to you, Jesus. Jesus, uh, we just got done talking to King Herod, but he's really not the real thing. Jesus, I'm giving you me. We're yours. And because we're yours, Jesus, the most expensive gifts that we have, we're going to lay them at your feet. You sit here today and you say, I don't have a lot to give Jesus. I've got some football cards. I've got some video games. I don't have a lot to give Jesus. Do you know what you can give Jesus today? You can give him you. You can give him you. And you can bow before Jesus and say, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know that I've disappointed God. But Jesus, I know that you can change that. I know that you can change me. What can you give Jesus? You can give Jesus you. Would you all say that word with me? Say you. What does Jesus want for Christmas from you? Yourself, your life, who you are. I don't, I don't, I don't have any gold. I don't have any frankincense and I don't have any myrrh. But I have my life. And that's what Jesus says he wants. Now, this is for the adults. Don't try to fake Jesus out this Christmas. Don't try to play the game of Jesus, I'm giving you me, when you know intentionally there's a struggle we all go through, but there's also willful intention of knowing you're just playing the game. Don't play the game with Jesus. Now, some of you won't get this till this afternoon till your wife explains it to you, but there was a man that decided to get his wife a gift. And his wife wanted a gift, and he gave her a gift, and it was a beautiful diamond ring. And everybody was so impressed by it, except the man's best friend. The man's best friend was not impressed by the diamond ring because he knew that's not what his friend's wife really wanted. And he said, why did you get your wife a diamond ring? I thought she wanted one of those new four-wheel drive trucks. She did. But where am I going to find a fake truck at? You don't fake Jesus out. You can fake us. 
you could sing a beautiful song in front of all of us, and we would think, wow. But just not from a heart of love and appreciation from Jesus. You could be doing it to exalt yourself. You'd fake us out. I could come today and I could fake you out. I could say sweet words and put on a nice sermon, but if it's not from a heart that's saying, Jesus, this is your gift on this day, I haven't faked Jesus out. I might have faked you out. And you might have dressed up snazzy, may have put a tie on, may have put a Christmas sweater on, may have wore a dress or pants or whatever. You might have faked a lot of people out today, but kids, listen to me. You can't fake Jesus out. You either give him you, he says, or you give Jesus nothing. Ephesians 2.8, it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death, but the gift, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So kids, as you get Christmas gifts this year, I want you to remember that the gift of God, friendship with God cannot be earned, it cannot be bought, it can only be received by accepting the gift of Jesus. And you accept the gift of Jesus by giving yourself to Him. I don't know what's going to be under the tree. I don't know if it'll get the Barbie or the Nintendo or whatever else you wanted. But guys, this is my last Word to you. Carly, look right here. Owen, look right here. Parker, Ethan, Madeline, Hunter, listen. I don't know if you'll get what you want for Christmas. But I know that God has already given the best gift. And you can have it today. Today. Here's the thing about you guys. You guys come every week and you hear and you know, you have questions, you're, you're not ignorant, you didn't just show up, you've, you've heard your teachers teaching you a lot about this. And maybe today what God wants for you is for this Christmas, is for you to accept the gift of Jesus. Alright, would you guys close your eyes right there, just close your eyes, close, close them and don't look around, nobody look. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. And you have some questions. We're not, we're not going to force you to do anything. We're not going to trick you to do anything. But we want to give you an opportunity. If you've had questions about Jesus. And you say, I'd like for Aaron and Trey and Brother Mark and my mom and dad or my grandparents to go with me right now and to talk with me about Jesus. Because I, I think I might be ready. If you've never been saved today and you want to do that. Would you lift your hand? Is there any, anybody want to do that? I said maybe today. You want to? You want to? Let's go ahead. Go get your mom. Go ahead. Do you, do you want to today? You want to? You don't know? Well, you don't have to know. Listen, you just wait, and you can talk to Aaron later, and you can tell him, okay, and meet with your mom. You keep thinking about it. Anybody else have a question today? You're thinking. You're thinking. Listen to me, guys. Anybody today? Adults, this is for you, too, with your eyes closed. Nobody looking. You say, I got a struggle today. I got a battle today because I've been faking it a little bit in 2018. There's nobody else looking in this room. I'm looking right now. There is no one looking. And you say, I've been faking it a little bit this year. And I just want to be honest. 
And I just want to say to Jesus, Jesus, I'm sorry for faking it. Jesus, I love you. If that's you today, would you lift your hand? Anybody? I see that. I see that. I see that hand. Is there another day? Just say real quick. Nobody's looking. I see that. Father God, we all this year at one point or another have probably faked it a little bit. That's why you gave us Jesus. Because we just cannot do it. But he did do it. And he is doing a beautiful work in us. Even though sometimes, God, those that raised their hands and those who didn't, sometimes it doesn't seem beautiful to us. But God, it's beautiful to you because it's Jesus doing the work. Lord God, thank you for the gift of Jesus. Lord, I pray the one that has questions, Lord, that he continue over the holiday season, talk with his teachers and his mom. God, you're going to do something great. God, for the adults in this room, Lord, help them to know that it's not about putting on a fake show, but it's about the broken heart of a Mary Magdalene saying, Lord, this is all I got, but it's yours. It's yours. I'd ask Brother Cease and the musicians to come. Just keep your eyes closed. Continue to just kind of stay in this spirit. They're going to come. And we're going to sing a song, and it has been a great day. The children singing the Christmas hymns, the Spirit in God's house. They're going to sing a song, and if you need prayer, you need somebody to pray with you today, we want to give you that opportunity. You can pray there, you can pray here. But if you want to come today, if you need to come, listen. We'll sing one verse. If you need to come. You come today. Let's stand together. Let's go ahead and stand. Let's see, so what number you want to sing? 106, if you want to turn and sing and do that, you can. If you need to come, listen, you don't, you don't even have to wait. You come now. Give your problem, your issue, your life. Bow and give it to Jesus. Let's sing together.